0: Welcome to the Agree to Disagree Show, a show that discusses news,
1: politics, and pop culture. With your host, Luigi C. I want to see how many people I can agree to disagree with. We will try to solve life's great mysteries. Why is the sky blue? Why do we lean left or right? Why are we all nuts? Let's start the show. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode 70 of the Agree to Disagree Show, where we discuss current events, politics, and pop culture. Guys, like I say every week, please, if you appreciate this show and you want to support it, it's not very difficult. Like, share, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Facebook page, IG page, Instagram, or anywhere listen to it where you listen to your podcasts, including Spotify, Apple, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and leave a review, please. It will go a heart long, long way to showing the love for this podcast. I appreciate it so much. Thank you very much. So, guys, tonight um, I decided to to do. I've been wanting to do something like this uh, on this topic uh, topic uh, for a while now um, because I think it is it is uh, a very important uh, topic. Of course, uh, being a parent myself. Um, and, you know, the bullying affects a lot of people. And, and after, during the show, we're going to look at some statistics. So uh, I think that this uh, this is probably one of the most important conversations and episodes that I've done so far. So I needed some help tonight to discuss this very important topic. And uh, I decided to bring on a couple of uh, old friend and a new friend. Uh, so my guests this evening are uh, my good friend from high school, Sonia Roddy who is a certified child behavior coach and an advocate for children and adults with Down syndrome with her uh, fantastically talented Mateo son. Uh, so let's bring her on the, sc- the, on the screen here. Hello, Sonia.
0: Hi, everyone. Hi.
1: Hi. And second, our my new friend, we'll bring her on the screen too, <laughs> Anna Mazzilli, <laughs> is the founder of the BU by Ella Conscious Fashion clothing brand. Hello, Anna.
2: Hi, everyone. How are How... you? I know they're bo- they're both representing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> guys, it was done on purpose. I didn't get mine prior to the show.
2: Sorry, it will be coming it's very fine. shortly. It's fine.
1: <laughs> I did. Pro- I I said to Anna, I said, well, as soon as I do get something, if I do, I will wear it on my next podcast. How about that?
2: It's a great deal.
1: Yes, guys. Thank you so much for being on tonight. Uh, I really appreciate it. So. He the reason why the idea I got uh, to do this this um, this episode with you both in terms of discussing bullying is when I I came across the the Instagram live I believe that you guys did together discussing the same subject matter. Um, I was it was so interesting. I was uh, taken aback and I I loved what you guys were discussing. So uh, seeing that I've made a promise to myself when I did this show is that I needed to discuss very important social issues. And for me right now, I don't think there is an even more important issue than uh, bullying. So we'll see we're going to start off the show with a great look at this. I'm not sure who this is, but Isabella Trivisono says two super moms. Yes.
0: Absolutely.
1: Thank you, Isabella, (laughs) for tuning in. I really appreciate it. I have a feeling everyone's gonna be here, not for me, but for our, my ladies that <laughs> have which is perfect. So it means I made the right decision. Um, so I, I came across that uh, Instagram live that you guys did. Uh, and it was it was it was absolutely fantastic. So before we we start this, uh, please, ladies, introduce yourself. Sonia, we could start with you because you are my old friend.
0: Hey, who are you calling old? No, person? I'm not old.
1: I I should sh- first I'm of not- all. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna give Sonia the 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 right of way because I've been friends with her for a long time.
0: Thank you. That, that sounds better. <laughs> Hi everyone. Thank you for joining us, and thank you to Louis for having us um, <clears throat> to discuss something that, as every parent, we worry about. We try to figure out different ways how we can help our kids through it. Um, you know, as a coach, I see a lot of families struggling. So Ina and I thought, first of all, when I met Ina. I was instantly drawn to her because her brand is all about fighting bullying and, you know, having kids really love who they are. And I think that's the main thing. If we can really get kids to a point where they have such a great sense of self and self-awareness and self-esteem, regardless if they're getting bullied, they'll know how to handle it in a compassionate way because they have so much love for themselves that they're going to pass on that love and they'll figure out a different way to deal with it so as a behavior specialist as a mom i'm so grateful for all of you joining us and just having the opportunity to have a good discussion and come up with ideas all together of what we think the next steps would be and how we can help
1: yes that is tonight's goal and my new friend Anna, thank, thank you again so much for being there. It's a, a, really a pleasure to meet you through Sonia. And I just want to read something before, okay, because I just absolutely loved it. So, so I, I do a little bit of research on my shows.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. This really uh, touched me when I, when I went on your on your website and a few words from the owner and founder. This came to me because of a strong belief in individuality and acceptance. We want you to feel comfortable in your skin no matter what people say to you. We want you to feel so empowered that those words do not affect you. Hence the design, the umbrella over the U of our logo. Always stay true to who you are and own it. Okay. I love it. Thank you. And where where did you tell us about the brand and where did you come up with this concept of raising awareness about racism and the bullying and discrimination that may come from it?
2: Well, first of all, I just want to say hi to everyone and thank you both for, you know, having me on the show and connecting with you both have really meant so much to me. Um, This brand kind of started, this is this long story short is I was bullied um, as a kid. So I was the only brown kid at school growing up in Halifax for a long period of time um of course i was this like new <laughs> new being to them and kids don't know better i mean they they're like oh your why is your skin brown why is your nose like that why is ha- your hair curly like that um which made me very self-conscious of all the features that i didn't think were a problem before so growing up i i was just you know i was bullied for being dark it's like do you like, why is your skin that way and mm. being singled out? So I've gone through that. Um, and I would say, you know, even going through adulthood, I just wasn't very comfortable in being who I am. I was never comfortable saying like speaking Arabic, for example. My parents are Egyptian. So, um, you know, growing up, we would speak Arabic at home. And because I was so uncomfortable, I never felt comfortable enough to say where I was from, speak my language, or be proud of who I was for a very long time until I had my kids. And they really inspired this brand. And the whole umbrella over the U was actually born when my son was in kindergarten. And he was experiencing not so much of bullying, but he had a little bit of ticks, And he came home crying one day and he said, I'm really tired of making these noises. You know, kids are telling me to stop it at the library and I just don't want to be different. And that really, like, it hurt me. And at that point I said, okay, what am I going to do? Like, it's as a parent, you want to go and shake everyone who's Mm. making your son feel that way. But at the same time, I want him to embrace who he is and not feel the way I felt. And I want him to be proud of who he is. So at that very moment, I just said, you know what? Pretend like there's an umbrella over you, protecting you from all these negative words, all these friends that are making fun of you, just ignore them. This umbrella is protecting you because he was very visual. Um, And that's where the umbrella always came over you. I always tell him, where's the umbrella? You know, just go, be proud of who you are. Don't change who you are. We all have our differences and just keep that umbrella above your head. and." Walk with your head high. And so a couple years later, I think I just wanted to to do something because bullying was still going on at school, whether it's, you know, my daughter, body hair issues, being told, you know, you have too much hair on your legs. She doesn't want to wear shorts. And I just got so fed up that I said to myself, there has to be something that I can do to help make a difference and put an end to this. So after a long, you know, research and everything, um, the brand was born. I'm working with uh, Wits Program, uh, which they do essentially is a program for anti-bullying and discrimination that they bring into schools, and they teach children how to, you know, handle bullies and how to prevent it as a whole. So, sorry, long story short, this is how no, the no, brand that's... was born. <laughs>
1: This this is the beauty of having a podcast. We could talk as long as we want.
2: <laughs> I'm just gonna keep talking and talking. Absolutely, that's
1: the, you know, like like Joe Rogan says, it's one of my heroes in podcasting. That's the beauty of having a podcast. There's no limit. It's not it's not a two minute snippet of an interview. So the reason why I ask you is on you on is to have you on is because I want to know your story, and I don't want to have to feel that we're 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 you know running out of time, and we could take all the time we need. Right? The kids I are going to bed be. soon, so we're good.
2: Yes. <laughs>
1: So, uh, it also mentioned on the website that um, uh, part of the proceeds of the sale also go to um, U.S. dollar for each purchase on our site will go towards planting a tree in British Columbia, Canada as well. I saw that.
2: Yes. So, I know that our planet is going through, you know, a lot of struggles and we have a lot of forest fires, whether it's in BC, we have some in Quebec. So, I wanted wanted people to really purchase with a purpose. Um, You know, we go out and we buy you know, whether it's a $10 shirt, $40 sweatshirt, whatever it is, your money is not going anywhere. Everything is made in China these days. The quality is poor. And I wanted to do something different. If people were to spend money, if I were to spend money on something, I wanted it to have a meaning. So I wanted to give proceeds to the WITS program so they can keep going with their uh, school programs. But I also know that our planet is struggling and our kids obviously need a planet and a good future. So for every item purchased, I work with One Tree Planted Foundation where we plant a tree. And as Sonia knows, you get a certificate with your name, with your tree location. And I try to really personalize it. So I try to plant trees in Quebec. I try to plant trees in BC, wherever they're really needed the most for um, planet for tree restoration. So I do that, but I'm also doing um, one local foundation a month, uh, that I try to give back to. So wow. this month we're working with pink in the city or mm-hmm. anything from our pink collection, $5 goes towards them for breast cancer awareness month. Um, so I really want, I want, you know, I want people to feel good when they're buying the brand, B U you, and I want them to know that not only are they doing good, but I want them to feel good. I want them to become the brand, not just buy the brand.
1: Yeah. So. Th- there's there's two things that came out from what you said. First of all, uh, here is a great, another example. And I've always said that we could all make a change if every individual does their part, what they do. And here we go, we have one individual. And imagine times that millions by thousands, by if every individual took mm-hmm. that and made a serious contribution or whatever, how small or large it may be, it's still a difference. And here it is, you are making a difference in that. The second thing is that, what, what what struck me, what you said, and it, it kind of hurt me, is that you said I was not comfortable in my skin until literally I was an adult. So guys, just to give you why this is so important to have this discussion tonight, and I'm going to give other examples, just what Anna just said there. Imagine being comfortable, being able to be comfortable in your own skin. When we say skin, it's just Right, it's everything encompassing around it. So that was so powerful to start off a show that way, and we could talk about you know long term effects, which we will. But so here's here's when when I when I did my research for the show, I came across and I shared these with you, and I'm going to share it with with people watching and eventually listening on a podcast. Is here are the statistics in Canada, guys. 40% of Canadian parents have at least one child that has been a victim of bullying, 47%. So one in two children. Okay. Yep. Around one third of the population has experienced bullying as a child. One third of teenagers have been bullied recently. And here's an interesting stat, but I think we're, because we're going to, we're going to, I think the two coincide in terms of 40% and of nearly half of Canadians or nearly half of Canadians are bullied in the workplace every week. Now, is, are we going to find a correlation between childhood bullying and, you know, bringing that along in your, your older years? Um, when I shared this with you guys, you were not surprised at all. I was surprised. And Sonia, you said something that I had no idea. So if you want to share that.
0: Yes, I was watching an interview with another parenting expert. She's based out of Toronto. Mm-hmm. And she said that Canada has become um, the leading country that has the biggest rise in bullying. Canada. We're one of the top countries for a rise in bullying. Think about that. Was,
1: that. Yeah, that yeah, it is. Um, and and I'm, I don't. I mean, is it the reason why? Because of COVID and, and that we were locked in and that the kids literally the, lost all social?
0: The main Unmark- reason was COVID. Okay. Um, they said the two years being confined, uh, not being able to see friends, social media. They were on social media constantly. And let's be let's be honest. We know that social media is not going away,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and whether we allow it at home or not, they will always have access to it. Perhaps at school, at a friend's house. What? Well, but we do have to be careful what they're consuming and how much of it they're consuming, and what's going on. Like we have to. I always say this: watch our kids. You have to notice if something's changing, if something's going on. Do you see a not- a behavior change? Eating habits, sleeping habits. Are they very nervous when they have their devices? Like we have to start paying more attention. Like really paying more attention. Because I find they're left to their own and they don't know how to handle situations. We have to keep the lines of communication open. Our kids have to know that we're their safe space. So if they see something they don't feel is right, they need to be able to come to us. Mm -hmm. And they have to understand that if you're liking or sharing something, that is mean towards someone else that can really hurt someone you're enabling that behavior yeah. yeah so we have to go through so much like the discussions that need to be had are not being had and find, i'm not i don't know why
1: i'm not sure and do you do, do you do you have a, 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 a why do you just to answer what sonia just said in terms of
2: i really wish i had an answer i don't and i feel like you know a lot of times bullying starts at home i know some people might disagree and say no it's you know seeing their friends at school but i really believe it starts at home because as a parent if you're not teaching your kid how to be kind how to accept others for who they are well guess what <coughs> they're going to go to school and they're going to make fun of that kid you're going to be oblivious about it because you're not talking about it you're not addressing it at home and it's just going to continue so i think the discussion Really needs to start at home with your kids at a young age, and just to show and just to tell them, you know what, when you go to school, there's going to be kids that are different. There are going to be kids that have less than you. There are going to be kids that have more than you because bullying is not necessarily because of your skin color anymore. That's racism. It still exists. But I'm just saying that bullying, unfortunately, has to do now with what you're wearing what shoes you're wearing oh you how you look oh you're tall you're short since when is height a thing <laughs> you know like when it, your hair put up or down you're getting bullied for that as well the things i hear just gets me so upset and i don't understand so to me it needs to be addressed at home and that's why if it's not addressed at home i feel the schools need to do a better job at you know discussing these matters a little bit more at school and in classes throughout the grades, not in just kindergarten, not just in grade one, but every year, let's continue on that because if they're not getting it at home and they don't have, maybe they don't have the support at home. It's very possible. So
1: (laughs) very possible,
2: you know, so if it's not at home and we have something at school, I really believe that kids would be at least more aware of what they're saying. And it they maybe just step back for a minute and be like, okay, wait a minute. If I said that to somebody, I'm going to make them sad. I'm going to make them be upset. I'm not going to make them feel good. And, you know, when I'm th- talking with kids sometimes and I'll tell them, do you want to be the reason that your friend goes home happy or your friend goes home upset? I want you to think about that for a minute because I've seen it. I volunteer at, you know, my kid's school and, you know, you get to know some of the kids sometimes and it's like, guys, Let's be nice, and I don't. I can't believe how many times I have to say it. So I really don't know what it, you know, what we need to do as a, a society to kind of bring this to an end. But I really feel starting at home and at school is really a fundamental start for every kid.
0: Can I just say something? Sure. <clears throat> also, what I've seen more of is a lot of parents said unrealistic expectations for their children. So children are are being, there's a lot of stress put on them academically. Um, I feel there's, when we were growing up, it was do your best. If you're interested in a sport, no problem. You know, we showed compassion. We had empathy. We helped our friends in need. We were so conscious of who we were. But today we're not, I find our kids we're too busy that we want them to be the best, to look the best, to be the best athlete, to be the, you know, the best in school. And what happens is that they're like a pressure cooker. You're pushing and you're pushing and you're pushing. Well, where is this all going to come out? It's going to come out in a behavior. It could come out, on, they can lash out on themselves, on someone else. So we have to take a step back to and saying, okay, what's going on at home? Is it too much? Do they need a break? You know our kids need a mental health break just like we do yeah there's days yeah. where i'm like i'm done i'm not looking at my computer <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> goodbye i'm going for a walk i'm going to take a walk that's it well the same applies to our kids sometimes it's just too much it's uh, just too much it is
1: and uh so he- here's the thing the, the problem the problem i see is that i agree 100 with both of you that it does start at home. It's evident. It's very evident if, if if your parent, right, you're like a sponge as a child, if your parent is not able to show you any type of empathy or, or make you reflect on how to properly behave in society and especially at school. And God knows there's a lot of parents that cannot even show, let alone a six, seven, eight, nine or teenager how to properly act because they don't know how to do it themselves. So unfortunately and that it's going to happen so again it, it runs into the importance of the, having the schools play an important role in this not only to prevent it but also when it does happen how uh, it's dealt with and we're going to discuss that as well so um a, and i i see this right i look at it and and I, I look at my my sons and their friends and how some of the kids act and then you look at the parents i'm like hmm, not surprised at all yep Right. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm not going to say any names, but that's another story. Um, so,
0: yeah.
1: and, and also, I mean, why this is, this is so important is I don't think people grasp the importance of how the long-term effects of bullying impact a child, impact that child that becomes an adult, that adult that gets into a relationship with another person and then everyone surrounding this child when they become an adult. Okay. So, um, before, you know, I I remember Sonia, when, when we were planning our, uh, high school reunion. Okay. So I had some friends that were on the, on the, just to look at the impact of this, this is crazy guys. So a friend of mine was actually on the organizing committee. And he was just telling me, so t- t- two stories, basically. He was telling me about the answers that he was getting when he would get in touch with people in terms of whether or not they're coming to the high, high school reunion. And here I am, completely shocked, call me completely naive, completely. I'm just, because high school was such a beautiful experience for me, guys, for me. Yes.
0: We, had right? good, we had a good year.
1: But then I realized as I was old, I'm like, you know what, it wasn't that for everybody though, Sonia. Yeah. It really wasn't. And I hear the answers that 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 my friend was getting, our friend that was get uh, was getting. And then something that came to me personally, again, I'm obviously not going to use any names. I asked him, I say, hey, are you coming to the um to the reunion? He says, Well, is so and so gonna be there? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just asking you if you're coming, right? I'd love for you to be there and this is a friend that we reconnected again as adults ever since high school and he says um no i'm not coming no way i'm like why he says i said I, you know he says lou and i'll never forget this guys high school was fantastic for you i know you but it, did you ever stop to think that it wasn't fantastic for everybody And what guys, it was like a ton of bricks was just smashed against my face. And then that I realized it as, you know, I don't know how many years ago this was, and I'm like, was that naive and that just self encompassing and everything was so great for me, but then you realize it, that it wasn't great for everybody. Right. And, and again, you you look at the long-term effects of bullying. Or just not fitting in, right? Or being discriminated against for whatever because of your appearance, like you, like Anna said before. But, you know, the long-term effects of bullying being associated to mental health issues and, um, you know, to have low self-esteem. Uh, suffer because of the child victims affected may go on and suffer in adulthood and could typically become victims as adults. Uh, it's like a cycle, right? So, um That I think is the most, I think this is the first thing that we need to talk about is the long-term effects of bullying. Mm -hmm. And this is why it becomes so important, so important and vital to have these conversations and to see how we're going to deal with this.
0: This is why, and I understand as a parent, when you get that call and your child's been bullied, like you said, the first reaction is you go in fight mode,
1: Yeah,
0: but we also have to think, okay. How do we get, how do we stop the long-term impact? How do we stop that bully, you know, passing across with so many people who are going to suffer in the long run? Well, we have to heal the bully. We have to find out where this behavior is coming from. No one's born a bully. You become one. Just like you're not born a racist. You're bred into it. So what's that trauma behind the behavior? Why can't we talk? Why can't we find compassion and say what you're doing? And I'm not saying there's no consequences. There are, there always will be. Your actions have consequences, but we need to, we need to have a healing because if we can heal them at their young age, they won't become what in high school, in adulthood, and they will have less of an impact on anyone they meet. So, if we can find more healing, I think that's the first step. And how do we do that? How do we find that compassion? How do we flip around saying, you're being very mean, but I want to know why. Like what's behind that? Do you need me? Do you need support? Do you want to talk? Why are not why are we not having more discussions in school? It's not a one-time discussion during the year, and then thank you. Yeah bye-bye. No, it has to be an ongoing conversation. Why don't we have like one Friday every month round table? How is everyone? Do a check-in? You know, like, how are you feeling? How's school going? How's your life? How, what's the, you know, and give the opportunity for each child to speak. And if they choose not to, that's fine. But if there's one child who shows their vulnerability, I can guarantee you that will have a ripple effect. Because now they're going to feel like, oh, I can share my story. He or she said it. Let me talk. Let me talk. And that's how you create the empathy and the compassion. Because now you're seeing how your words and your actions are impacting others. And that's what we want. We want to show you, look, you know, it's all fun and games to you, but you're really hurting someone. And like Ina said, do you want to be responsible for that? Do you feel good about that?
1: so here here's the thing though right because you know i asked you off air we jokingly say it because i've obviously being a man myself and i'm hot-headed and i could fly off the handle quickly right and especially when it comes to your own kids sex Absolutely. right um you know the approach of dealing with a bully through the compassion side mm-hmm. right seeing where where what is why is this stemming Where, where is the the root of this behavior right but it's, I find that it's so hard to get around that anger and that just wanting to literally punch them in the mouth, right? Rather than, yeah. then look at the, because if you don't deal with it, then it'll just continue. And and I'm just going to read here. Here are some, some, um, reports that I saw, um, bullies may go on to commit criminal offenses as adults, Uh, As such, their lives are also uh, all the poorer for their behavior. Bullies may go on to engage in date violence, sexual harassment, spousal, child, and senior abuse, and they may also engage in gang-related violence. Now, I'm not saying that it is the person being bullied's responsibility to do something about it. I'm just saying is that if we don't, you could see the consequences for the bully long-term, for the victim long-term as well, and Mm -hmm. for society as a whole, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So um... everyone needs healing in this case. Everyone is in a different, um, is getting impacted differently. So each person needs their own kind of healing. Um, There's bystanders, people who watch it happen, but don't do anything about it. Mm -hmm. And for various reasons, they're afraid, they don't want to lose their friends. They're scared of the ramifications. There's different reasons, but we have to start somewhere. We have clearly what's in place these days is not working. It's just not working. There's an excessive rise in bullying. So whatever is in place now, it's okay. not happening.
1: So let's talk about what's in place. And I can you shine a, uh, shine a little light on what is in place in general right now in schools? And you mentioned before uh, the, the the WITS program. Uh, what is, you know, if, if we could keep this local as well, If according to you guys' experience, How are Montreal schools or Quebec schools handling bullying? What is in place right now?
2: So from what I've personally seen, and I'll speak, you know, for myself and what Mm -hmm. I've seen, is that it's once a year and it's February when it's anti-bullying month. Mm -hmm. And you wear your pink shirt and we celebrate anti-bullying. That's it. I don't see details about it. I don't see that you know, it's being done month to month. It just happens that one month in February, wear your pink shirt. But what does the pink shirt mean? Hmm. You know, like, and I think I've said this as my first post on the brand was wearing a pink shirt with no action means nothing. Because I could wear a pink shirt every day, but I could be a bully to my kids. I could be, be a bully to my coworkers and I'm just mean, but I'm wearing a pink shirt. So does that make it... Okay, and I feel like that's where we're at right now with societies, like we talk about it that once a month because it's anti-bullying day, we raise funds but there's no, I feel like there's no communication sent to the parents. I've seen some workshops done by the school boards but again, they're once a year and they're for the parents, which is nice but we're not doing anything to continuously be teaching our kids and educating our parents on how to deal with it. So that's what I'm seeing right now, and I don't think it's enough. And unfortunately, with social media, I can't even go on TikTok as an adult, as a parent. I don't go on TikTok at all because I go on there, and I'm just seeing so many things, oh. and I am like looking at some of the, you know, some of the girls, and I'm just like, I can't do this because then I start to look at myself, and I'm like, okay. Like if I even attempt to do anything, I have to like get my face ready. Like I can't even be just naturally me. And I think that's another thing. When is it okay just to be naturally you? You don't have to put filters on and you don't like, we need to teach our kids and society that it's okay that you don't have makeup on and you don't have lipstick on today and your hair is not done. It's okay. I see some celebrities doing that and I see some people doing it, but it's not enough so to me, it's just there's not enough of doing better. Right now, it's, we're doing what we can because, you know, if, I don't know, society says on November 1st, it's another anti-bullying day. Okay, well, we're just going to celebrate because that's what it's set to be. Because we're following a trend almost.
1: Yeah. No, no. It, yeah. It's, it's it's exactly that, right? Then one app guy says, the cell phone in conjunction with social media has transformed bullying. Absolutely, it has. Yeah. Thank you yeah. so much for tuning in, one app guy. Love the name, by the way. Just one app. <laughs> uh,
0: Can I but, just um, share yeah, something that absolutely. I read today? Sure. And it was from an article in Forbes. I believe it was from 2020 or 2021. And someone asked, what limits the effective, the effectiveness of anti-bullying programs? Curriculum demands, limits time for training, implementation, and prompt responses to bullying. Principals failing to back teachers up, ambivalent mm-hmm. colleagues, uncooperative parents, and a lack of evidence reduces their commitment to implementation. That made me very sad.
1: Yeah. No, it, it's, it's exactly that, right? We have, we have time for everything except that, right? <laughs> and I'm we not have...
0: even going to go there with the zero point zero 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 one percent that needs to be happy. But we can't tackle no, bullying.
1: No. So okay, that I understand the 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 um you know once a month, once a year, or whatever uh, during anti-bullying month. But what I want to know is, let's let's just do a scenario. There's two kids. There's uh, there's a bullying situation. How do how do again according to your experiences? How is it being handled internally at the school? Forget about. That. I just want to know how is it being handled. Because for, everyone I speak to, yeah, just for, because yeah. uh, just before, because everyone I speak to, I hear these horror stories, horror stories that the parents are literally begging the administration of, I don't know, get this this kid out, do something. It's, it's just not stopping to the point that they pull their kid out of the school, unfortunately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's all I hear, guys. I never hear a, a happy ending. Never.
2: There isn't. I haven't seen one because it's the same thing we're living through. You have a bully at school who's bothering your kid. You email the teacher. You email the principal. They talk to the child. And, you know, they try to say, okay, well, we spoke to the parents, so and so. And okay, everything is fine for, let's say, a week or two, but then it starts again. And then I'll speak from a personal experience where I got so fed up, I emailed a parent. Well, I didn't email. I texted a parent because, you know, we, we knew each other. Okay. And I said, hey, listen, so-and-so is bothering my son, and this is happening. This is the names he, you know, called my son. Um, And the response I got back was, well, my son is very competitive, and boys are boys. I'm like... What? <laughs> like, I wanted to shake them. No, this is not the response. And as a parent, like, what Like, what do you do? I mean, at that point,
0: Wait.
2: like, I just wanted to go and I'm not a very violent person, but I was really upset and I just wanted to shake them. Like, what is wrong with you? This is the problem. Your son is an a-hole and, sorry, I just called the kid an a-hole. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's, that, hold on, let me see the minute mark. Twenty (laughs) thirty-five minutes that's going to be my clip for tonight
2: (laughs) oh my goodness sorry i'm like (laughs) all that to say you know what are you doing as a parent like okay my son is competitive boys will be boys yes i understand that but if your son is calling names and he's making you know my son feel bad and he's making other kids feel bad and he's not the only one that's you know getting in this situation i think it's time to take a time out and do something about it so in that scenario because it was to multiple kids i think the soccer field got taken away from that group of kids which is great but you're kind of punishing everybody you're not just dealing with that one kid. And I feel like that's the problem right now is we're never dealing with just that one kid. It's okay to suspend a kid. As a parent, if my kid did something to another kid, and the principal calls me and says, you know what, your son is really becoming a bully in the school, and we're not appreciating what he's doing, we're suspending him. You know what? Okay, because he's going to learn a lesson. As a parent, I'm going to be like, how is, like, a 10-year-old getting suspended for behavior issues? Like, how is this okay? It's going to make me take a step back and kind of reflect and say, okay, there's something wrong in this scenario, and we need to fix it. But nothing gets done at schools. We talk about it, great, but what are you waiting for? The first time, okay, I understand. Second time, eh, okay. Third time, fourth, it's just it's frustrating. So
1: here's the thing. is is it? I'm going to play the devil's advocate here. Is it the school's responsibility for them to try their best to have a happy outcome for everybody? Or is it they're just they're what I feel right now is that they're just letting it be, hoping it goes away by its own and it never does?
0: Yes. They like to water down everything. They like to think that they had a discussion and that's all they need to do. And then it's like, thank you, here you go. But I think it's everyone's responsibility. It's the schools, it's the parents. The problem is, like Ina said, if you have parents who are not cooperative or don't think that there's anything wrong with their child's behavior, that's where it gets tricky because now, okay, consequences, absolutely. I'm sorry, your actions will always have consequences. But like you said, he'll go away for three days, come back, wait a week, same thing happens. So it's kind of like a ping pong. It's going back and forth, back and forth. So obviously we need better policies in place. We need everyone, we need to stop working against each other and with each other. We are all on the yeah. same team. Our yeah. jobs should be, leave your egos at the door. Yeah. Come together. And bullying is our issue. We are all on the same team. We need to fight bullying. We the, have the, to stop. And we have, and there's always no budget and no resources. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't think, but I don't, I, I, like I said, I don't think it's even about there's, there's the prevention part, right. And bringing awareness, but that there's also the part for, I think with me and correct me if I'm wrong is how do they deal with certain situations? That's, that's, that's how, this is the way I see it. The problem is, like you said, when there's those parents that don't want to know nothing and you know that they're out in left field and there's nothing you could do with them or, or they'll flip this, they'll try to flip the script and say, oh, it's my son being bullied or my kid being bullied. Yeah. Okay. Little do you know that your little shit, excuse my language, is the one that's doing the bullying, right? Yeah. And only when you confront them, it's almost as if that they can't, you know, why is it always reasonable people like myself, Sonia or yes. Anna? That's, if my kid, listen, I'll guys, trust it. me, I've, I, there's, been, there's been situations where my kid has said something to a coach that was disrespectful. Or We found out something that he did at school or something that I even witnessed. Let me tell you, it did not go well for him. did yeah. not go well. Okay. So luckily I have my wife. That's, that's <laughs> my, 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 my savior. Okay. And everyone knows my wife is a social worker. So she helps me deal with how I speak to the children. Right. Uh, Cause they you leave it up to me. Forget it. It would not, would not be good. So th- that that's, that's my thing because it's, I don't think we're going to prevent it. It's going to happen at school. So I think the emphasis has to be in how is it being, um, how is it being addressed when it does happen so
0: i i think we need more resources at school personally like qualified people like we have guidance counselors in high school why don't we have them in elementary yeah. schools something so if the parents are not willing to take ownership then have this child meet with a third party and say okay talk to me i'm here what's going on because clearly your behavior is off the charts yep. and not acceptable. You're hurting people physically, emotionally, whatever it may be. So let's talk. Let's, you know, have give them a safe space, give them someone they can really connect to. Um, because we will have, there's a lot, but trust me, I run into people all the time who it's like, like Ina said, you want to shake and you want to be like, oh, yeah. God, for the Ugh. love of God, open your eyes, open them, you know. Um, it's hard, you know, because it's your kids, so you don't want to believe that. But like you said, Louis, if it was my son too, I'd be like, hey, this is not acceptable. Like, no, no, no. we don't go around treating yeah. people like this. But it's also you learn, right? Everything is you're you're their role model. So if you're being kind, you're showing kindness, they'll know what kindness is. But if you're being an a-hole, well, guess where they're gonna learn that from.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So one guy says, this is great, right? He says, uh, Band-Aid solutions never work. Would parents accept the more hardline approach by the school? That's a great question. Thank you so much. <laughs> for that. And what do you think? Would, would the parents accept?
2: I think, honestly, I think most of them, if this was something that was kind of conveyed from the beginning of the school year and said, you know what? Our school is a zero tolerance for bullying. And after, let's say, Because they are kids, right? Kids, sometimes they're not aware. And depending on the age and depending on their cycle they're in. But let's just say after three strikes, you get a suspension for a week. If that was, I'm going to speak for myself. If I saw that in a school, I'd be, you know what? Great. I'm more than okay with that. Because at least I know there's an action and consequences to bullies at that school. So for me personally, I would be more than okay if this was something that the school you know, obviously inform parents about would be nice. Mm -hmm. And at least it would make me feel better knowing that, okay, you know what, if there is a situation and it keeps recurring, the school has a policy that will kind of resolve and hopefully kind of take care of that problem. So for me, I would be all for it.
0: Yes.
1: So yeah, go ahead, Sonia.
0: I was going to say that's something that should be part of a school's uh, you know, when you go look into a school, it's, I think, I don't think any parents really ask what are your bullying policies or how do you action this? I think we need to ask more of those questions. What are your policies? What are your stats? Has Have your policies improved bullying? Do you see a, a rise in bullying? How do you address these type of issues? I think these are questions that we now have to start asking schools.
2: But I feel like that's something every school should be doing automatically. Absolutely. As a parent, I don't want to go ask my school, well, what's your you know, procedure if a bully does something more than once, twice, three times? For me, I would feel better knowing that I'm applying to a school where they're transparent about their numbers. OK, we do have a bullying problem. This is how we're working on to fixing it. Or we've had great, you know, zero tolerance for bullies, and we really believe in that, and we continue to not have any problems. For me, I feel like in this day and age, especially with social media and especially with everything going on in the world, I feel like schools need to be aware on just doing this on a regular automatic basis. Have it on your website. Advertise it. I don't care. It's 2022, people. Mm. Wake up, and it's just time to kind of get with life and realize what we're doing, So school boards, if you're out there and you're listening to this, do something about it. Because I understand the schools can only do so much. The principals, the teachers can only do so much. School boards, you have the power to do things and you have the power to make changes. How about we start working with schools and saying, you know what, we have a real problem. If we start fixing it from elementary level, I can guarantee you as someone who's gone through it, that by the time you get to high school and adulthood, these kids are a lot more confident about themselves and they're feeling a lot better and they're kinder people because they just need to understand at a young age, they don't know by saying, oh, well, your skin color is weird or you have a big nose. You know, I'm still self-conscious about my nose. I'm 38 years old. It's kind of sad.
1: Yeah, so so if so in a recap here, guidance counselor in, in high schools to deal with um, the actual bully and to see what the root cause of that yeah. transparency in terms yeah. of the schools being in like you said in today's a, day and age you know what let's talk about it. yes here is our yeah. anti-bullying uh policy this is what we do three strikes you're out, out of the old ball game as you know me and anna know <laughs> we're, we're talking about baseball because both our boys <laughs> play baseball uh so that's already before i said left field but anyway um, um and also uh, we said transparency and um just putting a plan in pace put a a simple plan and you're trying at least you're saying yes you are admitting we are being transparent there is an issue here and there is a zero tolerance at the school Uh, things are still happening however we're dealing with it we're not just sweeping it under the rug and it's have a conversation right so um here's a great question a a great comment that david thank you so much david is a a friend of mine and actually david works with uh juvenile uh, in the juvenile system. Um, it's, it's a while I haven't seen him, so I don't recall. But so he, he asks, what does suspension uh, teach a child, teen, if the parents are not on the same page as the schools?
0: So, yeah. yeah. So this is very uh, – great question, David, by the way. Um, I, you know, there's always pros and cons to everything. And I, and I have to agree with you. I'm not one – especially if you're in a home that doesn't recognize bullying that is can be maybe aggressive zero emotional support that suspension can actually be worse for you because now because now your family your one parent may be really angry with you so now you may be subject to even more anger and aggression so you may come back even worse than before you left wow so (sighs) there's a need for consequences because we have to understand that your actions have consequences. This needs to be understood. How we deal with it is one that I struggle with too, because of this, because it could lead to something worse, because we don't know what this child is facing at home. We really don't. And I've personally, um, there was a kid that in third grade, was hovering over Mateo. He wasn't bullying him, but he wasn't necessarily the greatest for him to be around. But when I and I felt horrible because the environment he was in was very intense and really his, not his home life. Okay, his home life was, mm-hmm. and he wasn't the bad kid. He was just very inappropriate. And but when you see where they're living at home, yeah. you're like, and. This is why this question is pertinent. Is if you have that three day suspension, it could be so much more worse for them.
2: So I have a question: How so, do we deal? Yeah. With like, what's the best approach? Because obviously, you don't, you know, as a parent, I don't want ever for a bully or the bullied to ever go home and whatever the home situation is to make it worse, right? And you don't want to ever, you don't want anything like that for a child. But how do you get through? kids like that might not have the support system
0: at home. I'm just wondering if we can do maybe an in-school suspension where yeah. you're given where you're giving tasks at school, where you're meeting with let's say there's like my son's elementary school had a resource team. It was basically for the kids that had their learning challenges, but they helped other kids who were going through maybe a difficult time at home, parents were getting a divorce. So they were there for him. I have to say knock on wood, they were a great team. So, and I know, I believe, I think they did this, that they had, they didn't send the child home. He wasn't sent home for three days, but it was in-house. So he was at school, not going to class, not interacting with the kid that he had issues with, but they made him do stuff. They made him um, reflect on what he had done and shown him like the error of his ways. Interesting. And so I'm just thinking if you're not getting that support at home, but you do have to, you have to have consequences in place, but maybe we can develop something in-house where, you know, even if they participate in tasks at school, you give them certain responsibilities, uh, giving them that sense of this environment, we're going to make it safe for everybody, including you. But you have to understand like where you wronged and how hurtful what you did was. So it's, it's a lot of, I'm not saying we're going to have all the answers and everything's going to be perfect, yeah. but it's a lot of trial and error, what works and what doesn't work. And we have Absolutely. to try different things to see what works best for everybody involved. You know, because I, I want you know, you want to protect the bullied, the, the, you know, you don't want ever, I wouldn't want ever a child to go home feeling ripped to shreds. and. No. You know, and that's another thing I don't get. Like, why is this not at the top of your list? There's kids who think ending their life yeah. is the best solution. How are we all okay? Well, with
1: yeah, well, that's, 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 that's the, well, we, we're, yeah, we'd even, we'd even go there. See, the, the thing is that it's, you know, to answer Anna's question, is there's, it's, it's not a black or white no. question, right? No. It's, there's too many nuances and too many shades of gray in the middle. Yeah. Is yeah. that there, there is no solution because we all know if that parent doesn't want to know nothing or their home life is horrible, it's not going to get any better no matter what. You're not going to have the support. Yeah. So if you don't have the support, it's very difficult to have any changes from the yeah. child on that yeah. front. So it has to come, unfortunately, from the school. But something that, yeah. something that you said before, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm out there, but that, that there's no guidance counselors in high school or there's
0: in high school there are in elementary school there's usually a resource team but the resource team is normally for the kids who have learning challenges but there's no counselor that you can actually go see and sit with so at our
2: school there's actually um i think like a child behavior specialist but i mean it's one for hundred something kids right so it's it's a lot yeah um but to that extent i know i know she's done you know more confidence work to get your confidence boosted Mm -hmm. which is also another great thing if a kid is confident and really they empower who they truly are then sometimes you get it where okay they can be bullied and it won't bother them as much right so there's also that whole be you thing and owning who you are and just standing up to what you believe and not letting what the bullies word you know what they say impact you so there is the confidence thing that we have at our school which i think is great but one is not enough and is it done every day no i don't think so i could be wrong don't quote me on that 100 percent. but i just don't think one person is enough or maybe it could be if they're there every single day and that's their full-time job to take a group of kids throughout the day and maybe work with them and talk to them mm.
0: But why can't be, why can't that be part of the curriculum? Do we not no. think it's important? My son, look, my son's in high school. He has a class called life skills. I think about it. When I think about high school, I think it could have been home ec in high school. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Cause they think they, <laughs> but he, it's only, he's in like a special class and it's his class who has this life skills class and they teach them, you know, how to be independent and cooking and laundry, but they also teach what's a healthy friendship What's a healthy sexual relationship? What's a healthy? So I'm thinking, why aren't we doing this for everyone?
2: That would be great.
0: I think that's a very important life skill. We need to know what exactly is a healthy relationship? How do we treat one another? And it's a give and take, and it's a good, healthy, kind, loving relationship. And like you said, Ina, self-confidence. I always say, If your kid's self-confidence is bulletproof, no matter what's out there, it won't get through. And what happens is that if bullies can't see they're getting to you, well, their flame goes down. Yes. because, Because now they know, like, damn, I'm not getting to them. And then if you have one person standing up to them and then you have another and you have another and you have another and it starts another ripple effect. So I think it does start with our kids, too, where, you know, where they own who they are. You know, and it's funny because I did an exercise with Matteo tonight and I said, look in the mirror. I said, what do you think about yourself? Just name a few things. So first he said, handsome, big surprise. (laughs) Not surprised. Not surprised with a little smirk, you know, handsome. I'm like, okay, let's move forward. He's there. He goes, I think I'm a good son. I said, you're an excellent son. (laughs) And he said he was kind. He was a good friend. And I was like, those are all excellent clients. He goes, Mommy, I'm a smart cookie. I said, you are. You're the smartest (laughs) one I know. So I think we also need to have those conversations with our kids of how do you think about yourself? What do you feel about yourself? Because I think we'd be very surprised. Yeah. And how they feel about themselves.
1: Self-affirmation.
0: Absolutely. Start every morning. I am.
1: How many? So how many parents actually do this, guys? Anna, do do you do it?
2: I do. I actually, especially when it came to baseball, odd enough, because he wasn't, you know, sometimes the confidence is not there. You're scared of getting hit by the ball or what, ha- what yeah. have you. So we, I always tell him, let's start with positive. Think positive. You know, say, I am a baseball superstar. And just pick whatever you want, believe in it, and just take five minutes for you every morning and say it. And I always, I try to teach them to wake up every morning and just say something that they're grateful for. They don't. They don't listen to me. They don't really do it. But I try with the, at least the affirmations for them to believe that they are important. They are great just as they are, just because I think it's really, really important to build on that.
1: So the, the thing is, is that, right, just to circle back to what you were saying, I think is a systematic problem in terms of our education system. <laughs>
2: that's like a whole nother topic (laughs) that's a whole nother
1: topic but it's directly related here you know what let's get rid of some useless classes yes F in useless i don't want to swear tonight because i want to be proper (laughs) so let's get use useless classes out of the way and let's start teaching these kids some life skills like you said yeah first of all maintain good credit balance your book Mm. budgets and how to be a good freaking human being.
0: Yeah. Yes. 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 How don't hard is that? do you remember? Home ec, yeah, Of course learned I learned how to cook. Yeah. I made jogging pants. Okay. They were about like 10 sizes big. <laughs> okay. But they were sewn well. But these are all things I remember. And I'm like, why don't yeah. we all I have know. these classes? Why yeah. aren't we having? Take one Friday every month. Yes. Have a round table with the kids. Have some snacks. Have some refreshments. Guys, let's chat. What do you want to talk about? Favorite movie? Favorite song? hmm Get t- discussions going, get the comfort level going and see how they'll all come together. You want to create that community, because if you create that community, they will all help each other and defend each other. Yeah.
2: And I think it also just to mention something, because I've seen this um, and it's not always to be negative toward teachers because... Th- I really think that they do a phenomenal job. Most of them with what Um, what
1: they're given, with
2: what they're given. Absolutely. And it's just to say, for example, my (laughs) son had a teacher in grade two that changed his whole personality around more than I could ever do. She really. Brought his confidence out by really working with him and spending time with him. And all that to say, now, grade six, he has another amazing teacher that I believe she does circle time in the morning where she talks. I think on Fridays they do, how do you feel? How was your week type of thing? I could be wrong because I don't get full details from my son. Mm -hmm. But it just goes to say that sometimes all it takes is one teacher to make a whole lot of difference. And I've seen it from myself and from personal experience that it. Teachers have a huge impact on the kids.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I will send you both a link to a video we watched. I did a case management study last week. And I believe it's a teacher in Japan. And he had fourth graders and he had these kids for two years. If you see the level of community and compassion and empathy and how these kids come together and are a solid unit and the way they look at the classroom, like if one of us isn't happy, we're all unhappy. We all have to be happy. And how they stand up for each other. What he created in that classroom, I was in tears the whole video. Because just how one kid showed his vulnerability, it allowed another little girl. And they talked about bullying. And a little girl shared how she was bullied in daycare. And everyone felt for her. And they really just that level of compassion and empathy they had for her. And I'm like, this is what we need.
1: So yeah. so why, uh, and I was going to bring that up, actually, and I was going to use the two examples of Japan and the Sc- <laughs> most of the Scandinavian countries mm-hmm. in terms of how they approach school, that they do not, not approach it in terms of education. They approach it as you need to be a yes. good human being. Yes, and You need to be a good human being within your community first, yeah. play time play time is 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 huge is, huge. Is huge there yeah. i mean i think more than three quarters of the day is spent playing and doing stuff unrelated to cur- yeah to the yeah. curriculum yeah. so you know why is it this hesitation with north american and, and european and north american societies to shy away from that and say you know what it's evident that it's working it's evident
0: we have and, a perfectionism um I'm going to say love for perfectionism love for being the best love for I know what I'm doing don't tell me what to do it's we really don't like there's there's great teachers and then there's teachers that get defensive with what email you send them so
1: yes but Sonia the problem is that I know I I have a lot of friends and family members that are teachers and some of them are just just exhausted
0: yes yes yeah just exhausted I do have family members, too, in the, in the board and in the school system, and they're done. They are. But they're more fed up with not having enough time and resources to help yeah. every kid in their classroom. Yeah. yeah. And it's avoided. not like they
2: don't want to do it.
0: I'm no, sure most just, of the
2: teachers do. And yeah. I'll, I'll speak again personally, the school where my kid goes, yes, there are bullies and it's not necessarily the teacher's fault that there's nothing being done about it because it's kind of the system is broken. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, the teachers are doing what they can. I mean, imagine I couldn't picture myself teaching 20 kids the whole day, coming home to my own kids, making supper and everything and just being happy and smiley all the time. I think I might lose it a little bit because it's a lot. I don't know how they do it. Volunteering from time to time at the school. Mm -hmm. I just, I'm like, I don't know how they do it. They have a hard job.
0: I just wish some teachers would go more against the grain and challenge the curriculum Yeah, and challenge the boards and challenge. I mean, we had Mateo, I have one teacher like that in second grade. I loved him. I thought he brought out the best in all the kids. They did the coolest projects. They constantly worked in teams. He fostered all their strengths wherever they, some parents said, no, he didn't do enough of this, but Mm -hmm. I thought he was fantastic because he really let the kids become who they were and i think we need yeah we it's just that challenging sometimes we need to fight back a little and say hey you know we're becoming so heightened in academics and i'm not saying it's not important but we need like you said we need to be good humans first because if we're not good humans and we're not mentally healthy then all that won't matter it won't matter Yeah,
1: it won't matter so here also you know it's funny i'm gonna say something funny I just started watching Cobra Kai. Okay, <laughs> so you're gonna see where I'm gonna make the relationship, right? It's all about bullying, right? It literally, is it's it's focused on bullying, and how in in terms of uh, in terms of a solution as a parent of a child that is being bullied, and in in terms of helping this child as well with their own self confidence, uh, not necessarily that they're gonna you know pushing them towards some sort of self defense classes or anything of that nature you mm-hmm. know um i i could i could see how that could work because it could help the child immensely yeah, yeah. but you know you have someone like me that that's going to be it's probably going to be a big proponent of that is going to say yes you know like you know i'd love for somebody to say something to my son and whatever and, and he turns around and just clocks someone in the mouth however is right is what what are we what are we teaching our children here and and not only what are we teaching but when does it override the, your child's right to not be bullied and feel good about himself and then him actually defending himself and hurting someone or someone that's being bullied. Right. You don't want them to be the. So it, I've always, I always look at it that way, right? Where does your right to defend yourself and, and then does it become too violent? But then you could look at it on an individual level and say, listen, every individual has a right to feel safe and feel uh, yeah. self-confident. Um, so I think that, that that would be a good approach in terms of parents that are watching that maybe that's, that's a good solution as well.
0: They need you know, to channel. I, you need to channel it somewhere. Yes. Like, like what do we do as adults when we're stressed and we feel like we're going to pop or explode? I love training and I love boxing too. So yeah, that's how I get it out. Yeah. If I'm, yeah. And trust me, being a parent of a child's special needs, I need it.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I, I could imagine, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I remember and I always I always told my um my boys saying, I don't want you to be people take advantage of you yeah. and you make me a promise. I said that you will always defend yourself. And I made them both promise me this because and, and they said, well, daddy, you know, it's uh, it's easy for you because you had tough friends. I'm like, what do you mean I had tough friends? I said, guys, I always stood up for myself. But let me tell you, I got a few beatings. <laughs> but I said, "Daddy always stood up for himself." Yeah, I came home bloodied a couple times. Okay, I did, but I never, I never stood down. So I remember one day, we um, was at school, and this it was uh, elementary, and this kid about four times the size of Alessio, four literally, pushed him. So Alessio's reaction was, and this was in the schoolyard, turn around. I don't know where he found it. He pushed him, and the kid went flying. And of course, the teacher in the schoolyard only saw, right? Yeah. yeah. Unless you do that. Anyway, long story short, there was incident report, and then my wife went into um, psycho mom. And <laughs> no, I, and it was it was perfectly professionally made. I'll never forget this. She's just. And I remember her talking to the the principal and the teacher says, you, you don't know, ask anybody about my Alessio in the school and you'll know what kind of kid he is. He's not only am I not going to sign this incident report. I want an apology from the girl. Anyways, it was, it was, it was amazing. Okay. It was amazing. So all that to say is when Alessio came home and he he told me, he said, dad, I just did what you told me to do. I said, how did that feel? He says, it felt great. It felt great. He stood up for himself right yeah. it wasn't it wasn't violent he just pushed him back but he said at that point he says i'm going to stop this is not going to happen again and you know what ended up happening guys that they ended up being friends in high school yeah. uh, in elementary for the rest of the years i think yeah. this was in grade 4 i don't recall they, these two ended up being friends and so here it is you probably saw this kid stood up for himself and i remember from from a young age so something's just as simple as that, guys, make your kids feel yeah. that they could stand up for themselves. And I told my boys, maybe you might not be tough. Maybe you're going to get a beating. I got a beating, too. I gave a few beatings, but daddy got a few beatings, too.
0: We, but never
1: being taken advantage of.
0: No, I can't even tell you. Sometimes I looks a me and he goes, what are you teaching? You? I'm like, hold on. <laughs> Somebody wants to, he's like, What are you doing? I'm like, knee to the face, hammer to the back. He's like, What? <laughs> oh I'm gosh. like, no one's taking advantage of him, no one's touching him, no one's doing it. Was, he's like, okay, calm. Like, three. see, like, that's why I'm called the bull. But then sometimes I'm like, okay, Sonia, you're a behavior specialist. Like, how do we tackle this from you know? Yeah. So I know how your wife is, because I'm like you you walk that fine line of becoming the bull. Yeah. But you want to maintain, but you're right. Kids have every right to defend themselves and stand yeah. up for themselves. That it, is their right.
1: It is their right. Unfortunately, I, I don't know. Maybe they just not. Either the parent is, they're not hearing what they need to hear from the parent. Because now let's forget about the school. Because, you know, we, we're we having this conversation tonight, the three of us. But guys, we, we, let's be clear, is that we know that it's this is not easy for a school.
2: No. To, yeah. to
1: handle these issues okay these are these are huge societal issues um and i we know that the school primarily is there to educate our children but also that it's not easy to deal with all these these issues uh, because it's too much going on um at home right so they can't possibly handle all these situations all i'm saying is that maybe just a simple thing as your child being able to hear from your parent and say like Sonia it's okay to defend yourself it's okay that you if you feel someone is within your space or disrespecting you you're and and i always told him you will never you will never get in trouble with me and your mom never do you understand me if you did it you were not the one being the aggressor and you were just defending yourself i promise you i promise you that i will always have your back always
0: you are their safe space. They yeah. need to know that. And because they know that, it opens the lines of communication down the line. So now they won't be afraid to come and tell you what's going on and what's yes. happening, even with others maybe. So that's, we have to create that.
2: So I just want to say something because sure. uh, my approach is a little different than what you guys are discussing. Mm, and part. what I always say is walk away first. Walk away and ignore and if they keep coming and it turns yes. physical, then by all means, I you have the right to defend yourself. But my first thing that I've always, you know, taught the kids, and this is just me, is walk away. If someone says something and you don't like it, you have to learn to walk away. Because chances yeah. are there's just okay, let them scream it out, let them whatever. Now, if yep. they start to follow you and they start picking on you or they start physically grabbing you to do something. Then you have carte blanche to do whatever it is that you need to do to protect yourself. But my first thing is always, you know what? Drive them crazy, ignore them. I said, you know, when they keep talking and you're ignoring them, I'm like, sing a song in your head, do something else, go talk to a teacher, go talk to a friend. Mm -hmm. So that's my approach until it gets physical. It gets physical. Yes. Then it's like, okay, you want to beat him and you, you know, he touched you. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, if you can handle it like verbally, yeah, and it turns physical, then you have yeah, to for sure. It. I mean, physical. You have to
2: defend yeah. yourself at the end of yeah. the day, right? But yeah. the initial thing for me is, if it didn't start physical, you weren't touched. Just do yourself a favor and walk away from the situation.
1: The thing also is that you know we forget to we forget to mention that now um, it's changed so much as well. So how about? Like, how are we even dealing with the online bullying? Oh,
0: that's a whole. That's a tough one. That's like, I mean, how? I mean, schools are not no. monitoring. Obviously, that's yeah. Not. Um, this is where I ask parents. Like, we have to. I know we can't control. Like I said before, they're going to get social media from anywhere they can, but we have to watch what they're consuming. <laughs> We really do. we have to pay attention to any changes in our children. Like I don't know about you, but when I was younger and I walked in the house, my mother could just look at my eyes and go, "What happened at school today?" Yeah, and I'd be like, "Are you? Do you have like someone watching me?"
1: Yeah. yeah. She yeah. goes,
0: "Go oh, talk," and I'm like, "Well, this friend." She's like, oh, "I knew it." Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, and this is what, and I do the same with Mateo. I know when I see him, I'm like, "Hmm, seems mm-hmm. yeah. a little bit too quiet, not wanting to go to school." not talking something's too much, up. something's up, something's bothering him. And I think we need to do more of that. But again, it comes down to our kids' self-esteem, self-worth, confidence in themselves. Because if, like I said, if they're confident, no matter what they're consuming, what they're watching, won't impact them as much. They'll, they know that they have to understand, like <sighs> Instagram is not real life. Yeah. TikTok is wow. not real life. Like we're, All all it does is sets unrealistic beauty standards, unrealistic images of how life should be. Mm -hmm.
2: But I feel like you almost have to be in the know with them. So example is my son broke his arm. Long story short, he wasn't allowed to get Snapchat. But, you know, he had to miss the first week of school, which was really hard. So I was like, you know what? You can get Snapchat. I didn't even have the app. So I'm like, okay, well, what's on Snapchat these days? Like, I know it's usually used for filters and whatever. So I created an account for him. I also created an account for myself just so I can monitor what you see Mm -hmm. through the feed. But also you have, you know, like it has the feature where the chat disappears in 24 hours, I think, or as soon as you open it, depending on, you know, something crazy like that. And I'm like, you know, like as a parent and it's perfect. Like, I don't want them to be, so attached to social media and seeing all these things because you can't control what they're watching on these little shorts that pop up. So as a parent, it becomes hard. Like all his friends are on and then you don't want to take it away because you want them to socialize. You want them to be part of, you know, the conversation. And most of his friends are good. So I can't say anything about that. But as a parent, you want to make sure that there's also nothing bad going on yeah. But how do you, you know, like, so I feel like the only way I could have kind of at least be in the know is get dehab and start going on Snapchat, add it to my life, you know, and, and try to monitor somewhat of seeing what they post or what, what's, what's going people, on. Yeah. You well, you know, And it's the, hard. Yeah. And you have to talk about it. And I mean, I've had conversations with, you know, with him about never, ever sending inappropriate pictures ever. You know, and he's 11 years old. It's not a conversation I want to have. But in this day and age, it's like, okay, you understand that you are not allowed to send inappropriate pictures ever, 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 ever on your phone or social media or anything like that because there are consequences to it. And I think we have to have those conversations. They're uncomfortable and they're not fun. But we do have to have the conversations with them to raise awareness of what's going going on out there.
0: How do we feel? Because I have my take on this. How do you feel about cell phones in high school, bringing them to school?
2: It's mixed. It's mixed because in this day and age again, there's so much that could go on that, you know, God forbid something happens, I need to contact you for an emergency or, you know, like I think of school shootings. Can
0: they go to the office for that, though?
2: You know what? Yes.
0: You just made a good point. But I just, it's the school, like the school
2: shootings is what paranoise me and i i know we are blessed that we're in canada and these things don't really often happen but i mean look Dawson you just made
0: a good point in why bullying should be on everyone's list to tackle and you just said school shootings because i don't like i don't when i have to hear oh the lockdown drill went great today i was like we have we have it makes me sad it makes me it it breaks yeah, like I cringe inside. My stomach drops I, know. I hear that. Oh, you're, you know, Matteo really has the lockdown job pack. Great, is that?
2: Uh, yeah, how was that supposed to make me feel? Well, guys, listen.
1: The whole purpose of this conversation is that think about it. Schools are breeding breeding grounds yeah. for these potential outcasts that have been bullied. Mm -hmm. god knows what they've been through and 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 to the point that you know they are suicidal because they're they're willing to just kill other people knowing that we'll fall well right and then we we start talking about suicide rates in children that they feel to the point that they get to the point how do we as a society get children to the point that they feel like they could walk into a school and shoot kids or even worse take their own lives imagine guys this, for me, is the horror of of North American society yeah. that we allow this to happen, that the child, a child feels that he's being bullied or there was a, some bad picture of him on, or, or of her on, on social media, that they feel that they have no other solution but to end their own life. To me, as a parent, there is nothing sadder. I I just, yes. I have no words. I, I wouldn't, yeah. you know, um,
0: I asked myself, how did we get here? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: How did we get here? How did I, we stray so far from when we were growing up? And again, it has a lot to do with community and communication we had and how we grew up and just everyone knew each other. Everyone helped each other. Everyone had each other's backs. Um, how did we stray so far? Wow.
1: Um, I I don't know, Sonia. I mean, listen, I think the world has evolved. We've changed from when we were yeah. kids. Uh, there is maybe a lot less sense of community. Maybe there is a lot less of these conversations that should be had as parents yeah. that we didn't have as children, right? I mean, yeah. my mom and dad didn't ask me how I felt. But that's, you know what? We really, we didn't need it back then. I think the way, sorry, I'm sure some kids did, but we didn't need it that, the way we need it today right yes. but just being there we are a lot more educated we're a lot more aware of what is going on in the world uh so we owe it to our kids to be able to and i think the most important thing i think if one thing that comes out out of all this guys is the c word have conversations yes. with your children yes that's the only way the yes. only way because especially kids are some some of them are really good at hiding their feelings
0: absolutely
1: yep. my Look mom didn't it.
2: know my mom had no idea i was bullied. There no idea at all. There you and go. I never said it. So,
1: so uh, Diana Anton- Antonacci says it would be beneficial to have someone from schools in and on the conversation. Uh, Diana, thanks so much for tuning in. First of all, on your comment, uh, yes, I do plan on having um, some people from the education and from the schools, uh, from the school board. Uh, we will see. I'm I'm working on that. So de- definitely, they they definitely do need to be in on the conversation. It would be interesting to see uh, their, their, their perspective on it. Um,
0: Again, I'm going to reiterate, we need to be all on the same team.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: All teachers, boards, parents. We need to be on. If we want anything to work, we need to fight it together. It's not a one man show. It's all coming together. We need to really, really start thinking about how we need to do this and how many more conversations we can have at home, at school, with friends, with family, just everyone all together.
1: Yeah. I, th- so, I think, yeah, I think we we did discuss a lot of uh, very simple possible solutions yeah. for the school's approach uh, and for schools. And also, again, I'm going to reiterate about you as a parent, what you could do, and look for the signs, ask yeah. questions. Have conversations, let them um, be self aware, ask them, suffer affirmation. Like we said, um, just ask them, just ask them. You'd be surprised what kids would tell you. You'd be oh, so surprised.
0: I mean, I love it. And it, and yeah. it puts them in such a mood, too. Uh, it yeah. just shifts, you know, and that's what we want. We want that little shift. We want that little light to go on. Yeah. That says, hey, you know what? Maybe it's not that bad, or maybe I'm not so bad. Maybe I can. You
1: know well listen i think that uh there there is no open and shut solution for this but having conversations like we did tonight yeah. uh surely helps and it's a good stepping stone and i think these conversations need to to continue to be had and to be for more parents to be aware of what is going on there so guys um i thank you so much both of you for being thank here you. tonight thank it you. was a pleasure thank i you. hope uh, my pleasure, guys. Uh, it, I hope that everybody watching or listening to this as a podcast after that, if it just helped one parent or one kid, um, that's all I could hope for. That's all I think yeah. all we could hope for. So, and again, we're not pretending to have the solutions. We're just trying to give you a little bit more, um, a little bit of more weapons in your arsenal to help you out yeah. to deal with this, to deal with this. So, you're gonna um, Anna's um, clothing line is gonna be on the show notes, guys. So you could go. Uh, t- tell us, Anna, what is what are your plans? Is anything coming up? Or
2: um, well, I have uh, several pop-ups coming up. So we have a pop-up on Saturday in Santa uh, Floral Laval, mm-hmm. and there's another one in November. I need to confirm a few things, um, but anyway, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see all the details there. And if you ever have any questions or anything at all, any suggestions, I, I, I mean, I'm doing this from a parent's standpoint I'm doing this from my past experience um, but I'm always open for suggestions and anything at all but yes follow on Instagram I usually put everything on there websites will be updated slowly um, but yeah Instagram is definitely the page to follow for all updates so okay.
1: your your Instagram handle is in the show notes as well as long as with your uh, website thank you so much Tonya. what's going on with you
0: oh a lot of stuff <laughs> <laughs> A lot of stuff that I'm not gonna talk about now, but when it comes, I'm working <laughs> on a few things um, that tie into kids recognizing who they really are and okay. owning who they are and loving who they are and always whatever vision they have for themselves to go for it, to always dream big. Excellent. And you know, I want kids to feel limitless, like I can do it. Mm-hmm. Um i just you know i just you know we're all a work in progress and i don't pretend to have all the answers because i don't but what i do know is i'm passionate about what i do and i just i want every kid to be happy and healthy that's what i want yeah i it's
2: most important
0: it hurts my heart when i see kids suffering when i know their potential is so great And this is why this conversation for me was very important too, because we need to get talking.
1: Think think about this way. This This is a great way to end the show. I always say this all the time, is that think about we as a world, what we've... Think about all the kids that have been bullied, have taken their own life, or never worked up to their ability in terms of what they could have done something special in this world so just think about what we've collectively lost as all those kids one by one maybe that kid that would have written a classical beautiful song that kid that would have found the cure to cancer that kid that would have made a i don't know whatever right whatever it could be think about it just think about it on those lines so that's why every kid matters
2: And can I just say one thing that I forgot to mention? Of course. Um, If anyone out there knows a school that could benefit from having the WITS program, which I can talk more about um, with them, let me know. Send me a message of the school. I will reach out to them. I will tell them what the program entails, what the benefits are, um, and we can take it from there. Because that's another thing that I'm trying to work with schools right now is to get the program in to have those you know, situations prevented in the future and not have kids get to that level of suicide. So feel free to reach out. Um, and really honestly, guys, Luigi, Sonia, thank you so much for always being there and for having me on.
0: Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. You mention something really small. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So every year I do something for World Down syndrome day, which mm-hmm. is in March. Um, cause we celebrate very big in this house. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm planning on getting a few products that are gonna be sold and the donations will be given to BU by Allah so that she can continue her fight that's awesome with bowling. So when that comes out, you will post. I will post it. You will see me post like a nut. So get ready because <laughs> we're planning earlier this year because <laughs> yeah. I, I want to get it. as much vendors as I can. There, so. okay. we, so- will
1: make sure, we will make sure to, to promote that as well. And so- uh, I will put on the show notes again how to get in contact with Sonia if you need her services or advice on anything so you'll be able to, to reach out with her. Guys, I just want to say one last thing. Uh, this world is a better place uh, because it has people like you both of you. It does. Thank you. And uh I'm a firm believer that, like I said, every person can make a huge difference and things that you do, Anna, with your, with your project, with your clothing line and Sonia, just your positivity. And I was just telling my wife how much I love this woman. She's just awesome. <laughs> she just really is. It really she is. Just, she it, really it, is. It, it brightens my day. Every time I speak to her, it really does. I, oh, I, I see her post so she likes something on Instagram. It just makes my day. <laughs> just makes my day. i don't know i don't know what to say I don't, that's all i'm gonna say i'm i keep okay. it
0: clean when i'm commenting yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thanks again guys thanks everybody thank you. For, thanks for everyone for tuning thank in you. and watching yes, this thank you and, uh, guys stay on we'll chat offline yeah. and we'll just uh play out the outro here and thank thanks you. everyone for tuning in again have a great friday and great weekend bye-bye everyone you,
2: guys bye thank you thank you, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Agree to Disagree Show. Make sure you like,
1: subscribe, and tell all your friends about it. Until next time.